This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. Every child deserves a team. That's the belief behind Jigsaw Learning, a proud sponsor of the B Podcast Network. And it's why the company, founded by educators Curtis and Lorna Hewson, focuses on ensuring success for all learners through collaborative response, an approach in which every child is supported by a team. Through customized professional learning that incorporates workshops, leadership development, online learning opportunities, and more, Jigsaw Learning can guide you every step of the way to create a plan to maximize the collective capacity in your schools. Learn more at jigsawlearning.ca. Teal Talk Radio, Season 6, Episode 32. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 32 of TL Talk Radio. I'm Lynn Puny-Hatton. And I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. Today we're speaking with Gerard Senehy, founder and president of the Open Future Institute, about his work with The Question Project. Gerard is inspired by a sense of possibilities and the potential of bringing inner aspects of our humanity to the foreground in education. After graduating from Amherst College, he taught science and art. He saw science as a way to teach curiosity and art as a way to spark creativity. With a firm belief that education could do more to better prepare students for life and support the development of their humanity, he went on to complete a master's degree in education at the University of Massachusetts. Not finding many outlets to pursue his interests, he went on a quest to find answers to big life questions for himself. While on this path, Gerard also developed a career as a mentalist. Very quickly, reaching the top of his field and earning the admiration of world leaders, celebrities, Fortune 500 CEOs, and national and international media. Through his performances, he incorporates his passion for mystery and inspires his audiences to ask big questions about life and reality. Simultaneously, he continued to pursue his vision for expanding the role of education and in 2013 founded the nonprofit Open Future Institute with his wife, Francesca. Welcome to the podcast, Gerard. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. So let's get our conversation started this morning with a personal story about how you became so passionate about questioning and the development of the Question Project. Well, I guess the most personal aspect is when I was a student in high school, I felt there was so much going on in my inner world that was that remained kind of closed off, private, with a sense of insecurity with how to deal with life and uh, also growing up and taking my life in, into my own hands. So uh, let's jump into uh, this idea of the question project that you've uh 
been working on here. Give us a sense of what is the question project. And we noticed on the website, there's the question class, the question day, and these questioning ambassadors. Give us just give us our audience a, a little bit of a overview of that. The question project is a way to create space for our humanity. Uh, specifically, it's targeted uh, to public high school students. So it's to create a space for their humanity and the teacher's humanity. And the way that we do that is by directly addressing some of the core and most important areas of life and some of the most important questions about life. The question class is a semester long class, which uh, schools uh, assign to their students and uh, where they uh, can, uh, in a structured way, address uh, questions that even most adults would have a hard time with. So it's really designed for students to be able to have a space to reflect on some of the most important questions about life, questions that help uh, define who we are, uh, connect with our agency. Like I said, for me, it was very hard to connect with my agency in high school, and also explore, develop, and have a real relationship with purpose. So what I really like about that is the idea of inquiry. And um, so much of our model of, of learning and education is about that sort of content dissemination as opposed to starting with the learner's inquiry and questions. So um, you, you mentioned uh, this idea of, of the qu these big life questions. So give us an example of what what might if we sort of popped in on a class what might they be talking about what kinds of questions yeah like uh, uh one example is life is about me life is about others so uh you walk in and students are having a debate where they consider authentically uh, what that means. You know, it's easy to say life is about others, but in that class, they have an opportunity to really reflect on what does it mean, in what ways is life about me, in what ways is life about others. So these are kind of essential human questions that we all address maybe somewhat informally, maybe not until we're in our 50s, maybe we have a crisis, but these are foundational questions that help define our lives. Another example is, why does it take courage to love? Um, another example is, in what ways are we impacted by culture? In what ways are we making our own choices? So really kind of human questions that help uh, empower us to really feel at the center of our own lives. So before we get into the, the structure of um, the question project, let's sort of zoom up to the 35,000 foot level. Why, why do you believe that it's important that um, our learners in schools now answer these big questions? I love that question because I think that uh, we are all, uh, there is the illusion that we figured out life. And we kind of convey that illusion to students, you know, that and that there's a script for them. And I think the truth is that we are all um, trying to figure it out and we're all in it together. So I think that if we do not create a space for students to do that, we are in a way taking something that is at the heart of what it means to be human and leaving it to chance or leaving it to the 
good fortune of uh, certain students who may be exposed to uh, parents or mentors or friends who help them uh, process that. But I think this is a really kind of fundamental aspect of life. And I think it should be, you know, an integral part of education in the long term. Uh, our hope is that we can help catalyze a new core subject. So you shared a little bit about the question class. How about question day and the question ambassadors? So the question day uh, came out of realizing that once students take the class, they have they have so many insights, they have a connection to their own humanity. And so the question day was created as a way for students to share that with the entire school. So it's mm -hmm. a assembly-like program where students engage other students, teachers in these human questions, share some of their personal stories, and really bring it to life for the whole school. Hmm. And then the Question Ambassador program is, uh, a, again, a way to, because we realized that when students took the class that, uh, it sparked, it opened up so much, you know, to be able directly to address our humanity, it can bring up, it can empower students, but then they don't necessarily have outlets to uh, bring forth what they've uh, learned or how they're uh, empowered. And so the ambassador program is, which is still in development, but has, you know, included students doing workshops for other workshops. It's included you know, the question day creating programs for question day assemblies um, is a way for students to have to be able to contribute because uh, that's what the question project inspires in students often. So throughout um, all of these opportunities for learners, the class, the day, which sounds like it's sort of a combination of a performance and an exhibition of their learning and engaging others along the way and, and the ambassadors project. Um, you have a common thread of a methodology, this five-pillar structure that facilitates the journey into these, what you're identifying as fundamental human questions. And um, we read about the pillars as being choice, purpose, fearlessness, interconnectedness, and bigger picture. Um, can you share a little bit about those and how they connect and why they're important to you and your work with this project? Right. So when you're um, in our attempt to for uh, students for humanity, humanity is like a really big term. And what that means is you could say is limitless. We had to uh, identify some core areas so that we could create some structure without limiting what humanity means. And so these five pillars are a journey who, who uh, students in the students on humanity. So we, we felt that, you know, we spent time with um, uh, large groups of students over three months to really define what are the core areas, the core pillars of really going into our humanity. And together, we really kind of collectively agreed that, and again, there's many different ways to frame this. So this is not like a one size fits all, but it's a way that really works, you know, is uh, choice is our, 
is, is what we have. It's it's like our agency, our free will is what informs, you know, what gives us our ability to act and so on. So we felt it was great to connect with choice and to have students connect with their own ability to choose and to uh, act in the world. And then the uh, next one uh, was purpose so that students can reflect on, well, what is going to inform those choices? Uh, I have choice, but why am I, what will I choose and how will I choose? So purpose will help them in that process. And then we realized that uh, it takes courage to pursue who we really are, to make choices that are true to us. And so fearlessness is the next uh, unit. And then that all these things are happening in the larger context of being connected with others. So then we explore interconnectedness, what that means. And <clears throat> the next unit is bigger picture because within that, it's helpful to consider a bigger picture, a larger perspective, and how to look at things from a bigger picture so that um, we include as much of our humanity as possible. So you've talked about this uh, structure that uh, provides probably some consistency as you work through um, the project in different schools. Are you finding that, you know, this school has its own personality, its own uh, teaching staff, its own learners that bring unique experiences. Are you finding that different schools or different places that you're working on the project, uh, it looks a little bit different? Yeah, very much. Um, we train teachers and we give them a very uh, detailed curriculum, but uh, we also encourage them to really make it their own. And I think the questions are universal questions. So I think whether you're working with one school population or another, they all have their inherent value, but you might enliven them in different ways for different groups of students. So the teachers have the freedom to do that. And they also, and we also part of uh, our teacher training is that it's about the teacher's authenticity, bringing in their own real experience. And we are amazed at how different teachers bring the content to life in ways that is often, you know, uh, I, I, I witness it in the classroom. I say, wow, this is better than I would teach the classroom. So different mm -hmm. teachers indeed bring it uh, to life in their own ways. And some, some teachers can struggle with the authenticity that's required or the insecurity that they don't have their, the answers to some of these questions. But overall, the, the teachers are really amazing. And, and even those who struggle, they really have the students uh, well-being in mind and therefore their own struggle is just part of the journey and benefits the students as well. I'm curious um, because we live in a world of credits and classes have to align to credits right now for graduation requirements and you know we might be transitioning elsewhere with that but just curious how some of your schools are um, sort of grappling with the credit idea. Do they give credit for this class in a humanity or an English course or a reading course? Or maybe it's really not on the radar for your the schools with whom you work. No, it is very much. Uh, every school is uh, different. Um, 
or not every different, but there's a, uh, some schools implemented as a health class and oh. it is a credit bearing class. Uh, some schools as a credit bearing elective. Um, some schools as advisory. Mm. Um, we are looking in California, uh, they can't assign credit until we get um, approved by the state. So we're looking to do that. We have a few schools there. We're mostly in New York. But I think this is also why in the long term, you know, we really feel it's important to catalyze a core subject because right now schools are fitting it in in whatever way they can, honestly. And there's also the challenges of it's not just where it fits in, but it's also where having a teacher who can hold that space for the students. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like an easy course to teach. It sounds like you have to have a pretty diverse skill set. Yeah, although, and I would say yes, that uh, that's true. Although I would say the skill set is uh, teachable. You know, I think in the same way that we created a curriculum for students, we uh, spend a lot of time identifying how do you really create curriculum for teachers, where mm-hmm. it's not just about uh, the methods that you use, which is a part of it, or the content, which is also an important part of it. But the third part is the the own teacher's own humanity. And I think um, the main ingredient, I think, is for a teacher being comfortable, being authentic, mm-hmm. and being real with the students. And then the rest can be, you know, part of the teacher training. Mm-hmm. Mindset and sort of being comfortable in an unknown space, which many of many of us as educators aren't you know many of us are more trained in content delivery as opposed to you know connecting very personally with ourselves and learners absolutely yeah and there's all kinds of beautiful human aspects that come into it when we look at it from a human perspective like when i go into the classroom one thing that i'm always sensitive to is uh i could share a lot of wisdom but uh, there's a and, and sometimes students need to need to hear the teacher's own insights and wisdom, but it's really a, about empowering the students. So I want to make sure that I don't, for instance, uh, step too much in into the space whereby it doesn't, you know, that takes away some of the space for the students. Or, you know, there's all kinds of things to consider how not to ask um leading questions but also not ask questions that don't lead anywhere um, <laughs> how not to be judgy <laughs> I'm sure it's... yeah right how not to be judgmental even <laughs> if we feel judgmental because it's so tempting like for instance when the students are misbehaving is how uh not to be controlling but to leave space for their humanity and still yet ex- exercise control in the classroom but mm-hmm. do it in a way that doesn't close things down and just put students in a box. Yeah. Hmm. Sounds interesting. So your, your program has also attracted the interest of um, researchers at Stanford. And I was reading a little bit about that on your site. And uh, give our listeners a little bit of an idea or an overview of what are they looking at as they think about the impact of the question class in um, learners. I think... Uh, they came uh, to see the class uh, in action, and uh, I was, was struck by the conversations. 
Um, I think what they're looking at is, so they were, uh, that they became interested in doing uh, a study of the impact. They really want to see uh, in a more structured, formal way what the impact is. I mean, uh, you know, they were struck by the, by what was going on in the some schools and, and see the impact, but it's another thing to be able to quantify it in some ways. Our interest is in quantifying, and that's our interest as well. Um, one of them said um, when they were after a classroom, actually it was a discussion on is life about me, is life about others, and what purpose is. Uh, he said at the end of the class, he told the students if, that if he brought the uh, graduate faculty of Stanford University together, they wouldn't have as strong a conversation, as good a conversation as these students wow. just had. That must have been very empowering. Yeah. Sorry? That must have been very empowering for your learners and, and the teacher who was facilitating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think the students sometimes don't realize uh, how profound what comes out of them is and part and often we tell teachers to make that more conscious when it does happen well certainly sounds like an interesting uh program and something that our listeners uh will hopefully be curious about and we'll put the links to the to the question project in our show notes but as we wrap up the conversation gerard you know we've got a couple of questions we call them the lightning response questions and uh, so the first one you're you're obviously a curious person you're driven by questions who's one expert that you think our listeners should connect with to learn more about this idea of questioning and asking big questions uh, oneself and students, young people. I think that uh, uh, there's a wellspring of wisdom in us. And I think I've been amazed at what uh, young people have brought to this program. Even uh, yesterday, we asked a student to help us. Imagine what the world would be if we all asked some questions and approached life through that inquiry stance. Second question, if you were recommending a book to our listeners, what would it be? Uh, Sapiens by Yuval Hariri. Uh, it uh, really conveys a sense of the larger picture that we're all a part of in a beautiful way, inspiring way. Mm -hmm. And the last question, what online site resource or person do you continually learn from? Definitely students because they have their own expertise on humanity and how to bring that forth. So it's not something that we own. It's something that is inherent in all of us. And so uh, other human beings and the human beings who are engaged with the question project are the best ones to learn from. So definitely a theme through mm -hmm. your responses there, this idea yeah. of uh, connecting with the individual that each person has some sort of special gift. And our job maybe as the adults is to create those conditions to sort of unleash that into the world and to get those individuals to share that uniqueness that they have to offer. Beautifully put. So Gerard, last question. What are you working on now that you'd like to share with our listeners and what's, what's next for you? Well, uh, what we're working on in the immediate term is six units to support teachers with 
students and really students with their uh, this extraordinary change in circumstance right now. Uh, the fact that students are um, in their homes, are not able to go to school, poses a whole new set of uh, autonomy, uh, challenges, uh, new choices. It gives them choices that they haven't had before. So we really felt that um, uh, it's important to support the students with how to handle those choices, how to find meaning and purpose in the situation that they're in, how to deal with the challenges, how to stay connected, and really also how to hold a, a larger picture. So there, so we're not, and this applies for all of us, so we're not just completely absorbed by the challenges or the, you know, what we see coming down the road. Mm -hmm. So it's really to empower them to deal with their, the change in circumstances in their lives right now. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us this, this morning, Gerard. Um, in our show notes, we'll link to the question project as well as the book recommendation of Sapiens. And each episode, we leave you with a question to think about with the idea of provoking reflection and conversation. This episode's question, how might you provide more avenues for questioning and learning from your students in your class or school? If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources shared today, visit the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for season six, episode two. That's all for this episode. We'll be back next week with another conversation featuring innovative thought leaders. Thanks again, Gerard. Thanks, Gerard. Thank you too. That's great. Bye-bye. Bye. Want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.